and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. All right. Happy freaking Thursday, everybody. We have Caitlin Schmidt here. You guys might know her as C. Schmidt Fit on the IG. (laughs) Caitlin, I'm so excited to have you on today. I am literally so thrilled. Annie is, uh, we literally met so randomly too just like through Instagram became best friends and I'm so grateful for you guys. You might've seen Caitlin on, if you guys are OG followers, you might've seen Caitlin on my Instagram from about a year and a half ago. We were in London together. Guys, this trip, this is a total side note, but this trip, one day we decided that we both needed to grow ourselves. We wanted to work on ourselves. We literally searched Tony Robbins events and we found he was in London. He was also very much in the U.S., but we were like, nah, let's no. get our asses to London. <laughs> we're um, going to London for this. <laughs> and so we did, and we just packed our bags and took a trip to London, and it was amazing. I'm so proud of us still for doing that because it was such like a highlight. I just love that trip. And so anyway, guys, if you don't know her, go find her. Caitlin, let's hear a little bit about you. If people don't know who you are, what are a few words, sentences that can kind of, you know, let people know who you are and what you're about? Yes. Uh, thanks, Annie. So I am very much, I, I like to tell people I am very much a like massive science nerd. I love everything relating to the human metabolism and being able to help women get past that dieting world and into a world of eating all the food, having a lovely life, all the food freedom, and being able to just feel so dang it in their own skin. I always tell people like, you want to feel so good that you just like want to run around naked and like do all the things. I know that's such a weird thing, but people say that. Like, no, I want that, Caitlin. Yeah. I was like, so that's, that's what I'm all about. I love it. Guys, Caitlin is just such a hype woman of all women. Like her clients love her, adore her. I love her. Her friends loves her. I, I mean, I just think what she stands for is just helping women be comfortable and love themselves from a nutrition standpoint. And so I know we've done one other kind of body image nutrition episode on here. And this is actually going to be another one where we kind of go in the opposite direction. So maybe I'll listen to that episode that I did with Gabby Mail. Freaking love that girl. And I love that Caitlin also has a really a similar experience that I'm actually going to ask her about. We're going to dig on deep and get to the root of that because you might be listening to this. And you might be like, well, I'm not interested in macros. I'm not interested in counting. I'm not interested in dieting. Like how can this episode be of service to me? How is this episode going to relate to me? And so Caitlin, let's honestly just get down to the root of this because 
I think the topic that we want to talk about today is much deeper than macros, weight loss, nutrition, and it gets to the core of as a, honestly, predominantly females are listening to this as a 20 something female, having that feeling of wanting to be smaller, wanting to diet down, wanting to look a certain way. You see people on Instagram looking a certain way. You type in, you know, how to lose weight and you get so many unhealthy things. And so I want to ask you, cause I know you have a, an experience and a, an amazing, inspiring story that goes hand in hand with this, you know, where did your journey begin? That is such a good question. And I'm so excited to talk about this. So I, way back when I, I'm terrible with timelines, but like maybe eight, 10 years ago, I was just in this very, very low place, not only with my body image, but also my relationship with food. So I was massively struggling with eating disorders, anorexic, binge eating, and it's more than just revolving around food, right? So it's kind of like you were saying, like wanting to get yourself smaller and feeling like you have to fit into some sort of like mold of somebody else out there and not being able to just be you and be you in your own skin. And so it, it really dives into the mental side of things. So I was, I want to say it's my max, like worst was in my freshman year of college, but it kind of started my senior year of high school where I just started getting into this place where I felt I needed to be smaller, right? So I would see all these people, they looked so amazing. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you look absolutely phenomenal. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be that person. And so I automatically thought that the answer to this was to not eat. And I didn't have the understanding or the clarity as my, I always tell my clients, like I was all foggy in my brain. Like I didn't know exactly what I was supposed to be doing. So naturally I just jumped into every diet there was out there. I started replacing my meals or just not even eating. And it turned into this two, three year period where I was not eating. I was struggling in my own skin to the point where I wasn't even going out with my friends. I was wanting to stay inside so I would not eat anything because when my friends asked me to go out to lunch, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat something and then I'm gonna be off track and then I'm gonna to have to restrict or I'm gonna start binging. And it just turned into this really, really hard place where I was not only struggling with my relationship with food, but I was also struggling with my relationship with myself, how mm -hmm. I personally viewed myself, trying to fit into looking like somebody else and even losing friends. 100%. Yeah. I get that on a very deep level. And actually I was really thinking about this. I made a post yesterday. I am finally in a place in my life, in a phase of my life where I feel so healthy. And you know, this, we've been chatting about this is I'm intuitively eating. I'm not tracking. Yep. I feel so free in it with all the education and the knowledge I have about macros. Cause that was a huge part of my life. But I was thinking about this as I was making this post because I was on the way to the gym and I sit in the chair and I feel like skin touching skin, which is like, okay, girlfriend, if you, if you get what I mean yeah. about skin touching skin and it, and it making you uncomfortable, like, you know, and then the, the negative thoughts start, start flooding. And as healthy as I'm feeling lately, I have those angles, those positions that I am like, oh, hold up, Annie, like you're not as healthy as you think. And that's the toxic thought. And it's, yeah. it's honestly the conditioning that I think society has placed upon us yes, as yes, women. Yes. And, and I was really thinking about this concept and this is kind of a tangent, but not really, cause I think it's important to talk about, but like society, like think about it. If you type in, I did this yesterday. If you type in women's health magazine, you get covers filled with eat 800 calories a day. Yes. 
how to have sexy abs, yep. a glute workout to tone up paired with paired with on the other side of the, the cover will be how to have a better orgasm, how to attract your perfect man, how to look good in bikini. And so it's this like this connection between eat less, work your butt off, don't go eat that thing compared with how to attract people to like you, you know, whether that's men or women. And it's like this toxic thing. And I think, you know, this comes full circle in that you and I, and I think so many freaking people listening to this can understand. And it's that like, you know, that thought isn't accurate and nobody's ever told me that like, Annie, be smaller and more people will like you. Like we've never heard that. Yeah. (laughs) We've never heard that, but I think so many people can relate to that. And I think that's where, you know, you and I both come from in our journeys of, Mm -hmm. of truly believing that that like if we were smaller we would be more liked or we would fit a mold that we felt that we needed to be because seeing covers and advertisements and actresses and models and tv shows where you know people are stick thin and they have tiny arms and and this and that and the other thing it makes us believe that oh that's how i become well liked that's how i have a good life that's how i attract people to me which means i need to eat less and i need to Right. And so anyway, I, I just had that super side note, but I, f- I feel like you feel that. Yes, I have. You're like saying, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have so much to say right now. Say um, it, say I, it. Because like, as, as I'm sitting here right now, literally my belly is rolled and that is a-okay. And I, I remember this one time, I mean, I don't, I was, I don't know where I was going. I was sitting in the car and I remember sitting there, you know, when you're sitting in the car, you're not sitting up straight. You're not like, right. whatever. And I'm sitting there and I can feel my belly rolling and I have this immediate sense of being disappointed in myself, this sense of I'm not good enough, this sense of I'm never going to be loved because I have stomach rolls or because I don't fit this mold of this picture perfect person. And I remember that literally led me into a place where I tried to like not eat for the whole entire day. I was like, oh, nope, just not going to eat. I ended up binging after that, obviously, because I wasn't eating and then it turns into the binge. And this is something that's like so deeply rooted in so many women and they feel alone because they think they're the only person who's thinking this. Mm -hmm. And something that's so beyond crazy is I, I truly thought that like, I wasn't going to be loved by a man if I wasn't like stick thin. Mm -hmm. And it, this lasted, I mean, I, So after my senior year in high school, I ended up not actually officially dating anyone because I was so scared of being unloved because the way that I looked, which is mind-blowing, until I finally met my boyfriend. Yeah, no, it's so crazy. And I finally met my boyfriend. I remember when we first started, like, talking, you know, texting a little bit here and there, like, you want to come over? And I was like, oh, God, I can't eat all day. Like, I can't eat because I'm going to, you know, feel bloated or, like, whatever it may be. And obviously that's very far changed now, but I had this conversation with him and he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I genuinely thought that if I was bloated, if I had a stomach roll, if my cellulite was showing, like whatever it was, I was going to be unlovable. Mm-hmm. And the kind of, not silly funny, but kind of funny, but he was like, no, like, I love the rolls. Like, I like your cellulite. He's like, I think it's hot. Like it gives you something to hold on to. Yeah. And so I like true. burst out laughing, but it's so true. And so many people don't understand that the way we look does not like define our self-worth or our worth in, I mean, I guess, 
anybody's uh, like eyes, but our only eyes are the ones that should be our self worth. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're so critical of ourselves. So like, you know, and and that's what I've had to get past is, is the self-criticism, the self judgment, because Mm -hmm. I think somebody else out there is judging me on the, on the role or on the angle of my arm or on the way I look in this one outfit. I think mm-hmm. that somebody else is judging me, which then has me judging myself, which yep. then has me taking measures to try to eliminate that. Yep. And yep. that's where it all comes together. And that's where like this whole societal, you know, solution of how to feel better about yourself. Well, lose weight or how yep. to feel ba- better about yourself. Eat less because that's how you lose weight. And that, which is so false. And we're going to talk yep. about why that's so false. But I think like, you know, so many women listening to this, and if you guys are listening to this right now, you're like, holy, holy shit, they're in, they're in my brain. Because <laughs> we've been there, we get you. We've been there. Tag us on Instagram, like, let us know, DM us, chat us about this, because like, you're not alone. And that's what we want to shed light on today is just the fact that as women, we, we feel these things. Maybe you're a man listening to this and you're like, what the heck y'all ladies are crazy, but it seems to be a common trend, you know, as a fitness coach, you as a macro coach, as a fitness coach as well, you know, we hear these, these complaints, these thoughts time and time again. And I can tell you, you know, the first time I was introduced to macros. So now we'll kind of dive into that macro conversation and like, I was told, and, and guys, a little background story on this. And I know Caitlin, obviously Caitlin can tell her background of getting into macros as well. I was at a place where I was desperately trying to lose weight. I was trying to feel better about myself, which I did. Admittedly, I did have weight to lose. I had, you know, gotten into a toxic cycle of restrict, 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 binge. Don't care about what you eat. Eat the pizza. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Okay. No, now I feel shitty about myself. Now I need to go on this celery juice cleanse. I can't eat for nine days. Okay. I only made it two days into that and I'm starving. Okay. So this cycle where my body was gaining weight and, and Caitlin, actually, I want her to tell us the science behind that. I was gaining weight. Her topic. I, yeah, I was feeling shitty. I was, I had no energy. I was drained. And then my, my self-worth was going down. So I ended yeah. up finding, actually let's pause and, and Caitlin, tell us the science behind that. So why in this cycle that you just heard me speaking on, why was I feeling the way I was feeling? Can we just like get some insight and some scientific, I know you're a nerd and all that. Yeah. Someone listening to this might be like, yo, that's me. What the heck's going on with my body? Yes. So, and I also realized I started my story and never actually introduced like how I came to know macros. <laughs> I realized I like started my story and then I was like, oh, screw that. I'm going to keep going this direction. Um, I might've interrupted you also. That's my bad. I just got so excited about this combo. Yeah. It's, it's probably like, I have such, my mind is literally everywhere all the time. My clients are like, Caitlin, you need to pick one thing to talk about it and then move on to the next one. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. It's so funny. But so let me just give a background, like how I actually came to know macros and kind of like that journey, which yeah. leads into the science behind everything. Cool. So after I recovered from my eating disorders, I actually, so I was to give an idea, I'm about five, nine, five, eight, five, eight, five, nine, somewhere around there. And I was eating like 800 calories, maybe like not a lot of food. I weigh, I weighed literally 101 pounds. And I remember that because I wanted so badly to get under a hundred pounds, but I literally could not do it no matter how much, you know, much running I did, how many miles I ran, how little I ate. Mm -hmm. And 
finally started to kind of like do a little research, heard about macros. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like how this person's eating pizza and she's like also seeing changes. So post recovery, I started to really dive into it. And at this point I had gained healthy weight. I was at a great weight, but my metabolism, the amount of food that I was eating still was kind of messed up. I was still having a little bit of confusion on, okay, if I eat more than 1200 calories, I start gaining weight that I don't want to gain. Or if, you know, this goes on, I start gaining weight. And at the time I still had a lot of confusion behind that, but I got so completely enthralled in the nutrition world, nutrition side of things. I initially wanted to be a dentist or orthodontist, which is actually hysterical. So I completely changed my major at Clemson from biology, which is a very good change because that shit was hard and not fun (laughs) and switched to nutrition dietetics. And then like went on to her master's in exercise science and sports nutrition, where I actually learned the science behind what's going on with our body when we do track macros and when we are looking at our metabolism. So now we're going to get into the science of things of actually what's happening to your metabolism. That was kind of like the, Oh yeah. I love that. Started there and now we're here. (laughs) So I basically, when people are, you know, when we're massively restricting our calories, when we're eating 800 calories or a thousand calories or 1200 calories or whatever it may be, that low number, what's actually happening is it's causing your metabolism to literally be lowered down to a, to that point. So for example, let me just do an example here. So let's say before you've ever done any kind of calorie restriction or anything at all, you were eating 2000 calories, right? So that's kind of like your starting point. You weren't paying attention. And then you're like, oh, hey, I want to lose weight. Oh, hey, I want to do whatever it is. And you go down to eating this 1200 calorie point because we're taught that that's how much you're supposed to be eating, right? Everywhere you look, everybody says eat 1200 calories and that's not necessarily the way you want to go. It's so frustrating. Hearing that, it's so not true. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I literally, I recorded a whole entire podcast on that today. I was like, literally just do not do that. We don't want to do that. But what happens is as you go down to that 1200 calorie point, it's lowering your metabolism from 2000 calories down to 1200 calories. So if you ever, you know, decide, oh my gosh, I am so restricted. Oh my gosh. I feel like I literally can't eat anything. Oh my gosh. I'm binging all the time. And you say, screw it. I'm not going to do this anymore. And you go back to eating that 2000 calorie point your metabolism still sits at that 1200. So you are automatically going to be eating 800 more calories a day. And you're going to start to put on weight because your metabolism is still sitting at this lower point. So in order to, and this is kind of when the, this is like what I actually is my favorite topic in the whole entire world, reverse dieting. And he knows where I'm going with this. But I, it's, when we are eating at that low number, when we're eating at that 1200 and we don't do anything about it to restore our metabolism first, and we just automatically go back to eating that 2000 calorie point, we're going to start to put on weight every single time until you reverse diet to restore your metabolism first. And that's where macros really come into play because in a reverse diet, you, you need to track your macros to properly get your metabolism increased without all that weight gain. So you can set your body up to be at this place where you're thriving, right? When we're in this very, very low calorie deficit, it also causes our hormones to be off balance. Okay. And it causes a lot of people to think that, okay, you know, fat's bad. I can't eat that. But in reality, we actually need fat for hormonal balance. So when you're eating 1200 calories, your hormonal balance is now completely like wonky. Or if you are, you know, going low carb, that actually impacts our sleep wake cycle, right? So we now have these functions in our body that are now being negatively impacted all because we've done that low calorie deficit. So what would you say is the definition for people listening and they're like, okay, okay, I can maybe kind of track this. What the heck is a reverse diet? 
Yes. Uh, so reverse dieting is the coolest thing because it essentially allows you to restore your metabolism. So basically changing up your macros every single week in a way that each week your body actually adapts to that number and you don't gain weight. This is what I wrote my thesis on in my master's degree. So I'm like, I got this. Eking out. <laughs> you know, I, you can't see me, but like I'm sitting here smiling because I get excited about it. But it's the, the scientific term is actually called metabolic adaptation. And that's like the scientific way of saying reverse diet. But essentially it's reversing the effects of the diet. So you slowly are able to help your metabolism adapt to higher numbers again and again and again to a point where you can go from eating 1200 calories, right? And feeling like you're stuck and doing 60 minutes of cardio every single day to eating 2000 calories without all of that mass weight gain that comes with it to get rid of all of that cardio and to put you in a place where you're able to not be restricted, to yeah. start to eat the food again, to honestly find that self-love. And I feel like that's what so many people have happened when they're reverse dieting is they regain confidence in themselves because they start to have the awareness and the understanding that that, you know, 1200 calorie deficit, the, the, the restricting the dieting wasn't the way to go. Yeah. And I remember my first experience with reverse dieting. First off, some of the emotions I felt, and maybe you guys can start to relate to this if you're listening. The first emotion I felt when I was told, hey, I think I need a reverse diet. I actually had gone out of my way. I found a credible, reliable, awesome coach. And <laughs> in conversations and in a lot of, you know, questions and analysis and all this stuff realized I needed to do a reverse diet, which my first question was, what the fuck is a reverse is diet? Yeah, because That sounds like, not like a normal diet that I'm used to. I was prepared for somebody to tell me, okay, oh, if you want to lose fat and feel better and look better, you got to eat less. Okay. Funny story. Obviously, as Caitlin just told us, that's not necessarily the way to go. So my first emotion I felt was, holy crap, this means I'm supposed to eat more to somehow feel better. And that mind fucked me. Like that literally went against everything I thought I knew about nutrition and fitness yeah. and health. And, and this guy's, this was like, it's eight, six, I don't even know, years You're ago. You're so like, bad with time. I know. I, know. I was like, like you, 10 years A lot of years ago. Um, <laughs> and this was so many years ago. And I was like, holy crap. And just like Kaylin has said, I had seen people in the fitness world on Instagram, if I'm being quite honest, who were eating pizza and they're like on stage the next week competing. And so like, again, like, I mean, and the competition stuff like irrelevant, but like looked great where they're fit, they were healthy, they were feeling good. And so I was like, excuse me, teach me how to do this. So that was my first emotion was, was confusion. And then came the fear because then came the thought that, okay, so let's say I do this thing that I'm first off kind of confused about. Let's say I do it because I've tried everything else. I've tried the restriction. I've tried the celery juice cleanse. I've tried the dieting. I've tried the cardio. I've tried the, the, all of that, which leads to binging and, and I'm in this toxic cycle. So what if I tried this reverse diet? Then came the fear of, holy crap, what if I try this new thing and I gain more weight? So maybe you guys are listening to this and you're like, uh, this sounds cool, but I don't think yep. that would work for me. What do you have to say to somebody that's in those emotions right now? Yeah. So that's such a good question because this is a conversation that I have with people literally every single day. People will reach out to me in the DM and say, Hey, Caitlin, I really want to reverse diet. Like I'm eating a thousand calories. I've done 
21 day fix. I've done, you know, literally listing off every single thing you can possibly imagine. And they're saying, I don't understand. Sometimes they say that I've, you know, I've heard about this reverse diet, but I'm too scared to do it because I don't want to eat more. I'm going to gain weight if I eat more. And I say, I get it because it is scary, right? It is scary to say you're going to be eating more food because automatically that creates the association of more food equals weight gain, right? Yeah. And so I think for a lot of people, they get stuck in the, and I don't know if I want to necessarily call it like the, I mean, I get diet mentality, restrictive mentality, whatever it may yeah. be, where they remain in that place because they're so fearful of that change and of doing something different that they remain in that a thousand calorie place or whatever. Right. And what happens is they will continue down that literal cycle of restriction to binge eating, to food guilt, to starting over again and again and again until they start to do that reverse diet. And that's why a lot of times when people are, you know, yo-yo dieting, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, like diet after diet, it's because that very first diet they did that put them at 1000 calories, that's where their metabolism sits. And then they go back and they say, I can't do this. They go back to eating 2000 calories. They gain the weight. They go do another diet and it brings them back down to a thousand calories. They lose the weight again. They can't do it. And it's that whole entire cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they don't do something different. They don't do something new because they're so scared that they literally do remain stuck. And so I think for a lot of people, it's, they know deep down in their gut that a reverse diet is what they need to do in order to take them from that 1000 calorie place to 2000 calories, to not doing any cardio, to having a restored metabolism, to feeling freaking absolutely amazing around food. Mm -hmm. And they either do it or they don't. They either right. stay stuck and scared or they say, screw it, I'm going to do this. And they go for it. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest mentality just around what you were speaking on just now is like people thinking that health has to suck. Yeah. Being oh, yeah. healthy, being fit has to suck. And like, and that's the thing. And, and that's honestly what I had to push past mm -hmm. to really dive into this first reverse diet that I did many years ago was realizing that, you know what? I didn't want my health life to suck. Like I didn't want to have to struggle and have to say no to people going out and going to events and, and enjoying food at celebrations and at occasions and, and not going on date nights. And, and then if I did go on date nights, not guilting myself about yep. it and not getting into a binge cycle. And like, I wanted to get to a place where I was like, okay, and happy and healthy and fit and feeling great and energized. And I just want everybody to know if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, wait, hold the fuck up. <laughs> uh, sorry, all my swears. Sorry, <sighs> not sorry. But like, your health life doesn't have to suck. You can yeah. be happy and healthy and fit and feel great all at the same time without feeling guilty and restrictive and suppressed and in a, yep. in a toxic cycle of a thousand calories, screw it, 2,500 calories, screw it, 800 calories, lots of cardio. So I think that's the biggest thing I had to push through personally was realizing that if I wanted to get to that place of content, I was gonna have to do something uncomfy and crazy because this is the yep. Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I was just about to say that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's just truthfully just getting uncomfortable, being okay with getting uncomfortable for a second because I'm not going to lie, like in starting my reverse diet that many years ago, 
it was uncomfortable because I did have to change up routines. I did have to release myself from the belief I held so dearly for Mm -hmm. so long. I had to release ownership of that belief. And I had to say, you know what? I'm trying something new. I'm going to honestly trust this coach. I'm going to trust this process. I'm going to trust this science and I'm going to see how this goes. And I think, so that's something that I think, I like that you said the science part of it. Cause I think that's something that for a lot of people, there's a, a massive distrust, right? So they've Googled, they found all of these different diets. They found all of these different quick fixes. They found all of these things, but none of them work. So they now have this massive fear mm-hmm. because they have a massive lack of trust saying, okay, but if I do this reverse diet, I do this crazy thing where I'm eating more food. I'm going to be that one person who gains weight and then I'm going to have even more, you know, stress down the road. But I think for, I mean, I don't know if it was like this for you, but for me specifically, and maybe it's because I have a really just like obnoxiously scientific mind who like nerds out about all of this, but knowing that this was like a scientific proven method, this is a, this is the literal way that our body works. Mm -hmm. That gave me so much comfort. And I think that personally, that's kind of like what helped me take that first leap of starting that reverse diet, even though I felt like I was going to like pee in my pants every single time I had an increase to my food, (laughs) but I was like scared the whole entire time. But as you start to see it actually working and as you actually start to see like, oh my gosh, I'm eating however many more carbs, however many more like fat every single week, and you're not seeing the weight come on, it gives you that clarity. It gives you that comfort and it gives you that I mean, I feel like that freedom of knowing you're on the right track. And yeah. I think that's something that it, it literally allows you to take your life back, not only because it's restoring your metabolism and it's taking you to a place where you will literally never have to diet again, ever. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. You will literally never have to restrict ever again. You will never binge like because you're eating a thousand calories ever again, because you yeah. won't be ever eating a thousand calories again. Yeah. But it's more than just the change to your metabolism, it's a mentality change, right? So I truly believe that like the, the, the physical changes, the changes to your metabolism go hand in hand with that mental change, because it allows you to go out to eat with your friends, Mm -hmm. to have a glass or two or three of wine to, I'm a massive wine person. (laughs) Um, as Annie knows in London, I was like, so you want some wine, (laughs) but it allows you to, to take your life back, to take your your food freedom back. And the beauty of it is if you're somebody who does not necessarily want to track macros for the rest of your life, you don't have to, you can literally reverse diet and be done. I'm about to start being intuitive. Did I tell you that? I don't know if I actually told Annie this. I think you did tell me that. Yeah. 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 I am finishing off my last reverse diet. I was like, "Ah, I think I just want to like take a break from macros. Still 1000% going to teach all of my clients. I still massively believe so very strongly that reverse dieting literally changes lives. Yeah. But once you're done with your reverse diet, you're eating all the food. You don't necessarily have to keep tracking if you don't want to. And I love that you took it there because also for everybody listening, being like, okay, okay. So I try this thing. I'm, I'm with the confusion. I'm with the fear. I'm with the nerves. I'm with the, you know, okay, I'm going to trust now. And you're trusting the process. Where does it end? And so this was one of the, one of the next emotions I felt was like, does this now have to be my forever? Do I have to count and, and weigh and scale out my food? And And to me, I know a lot of my macro counting journey was 
also after reverse diet and uh, I did cuts and then another reverse diet ended up getting to like 350 grams of carbs, I think is one of my good places. And then I decided to prep. So a lot of my experience and which prep was guys, you're listening to this now. You have probably listened to the episode with IFBB pro Casey Wilson. And we talked all about our two different experiences. Y'all know that my experience was a little toxic for me and was a little not great for my mentality. And so that was why I decided I needed to shift and pivot away from that. And so in doing that, I realized that the education and the knowledge and the science and the lessons I learned from macro counting helped me so much to take a step into intuitive eating, which is fully what I do now. And so what is your thoughts on transitioning clients from, okay, we're going to teach you how to count macros. We're going to teach you how to weigh your food properly, teach you how to eyeball a portion, teach you how to go out to dinner and not be stressed about it to then going to intuitive eating. And I know that you, you know, we've talked about that. You train your clients to be able to, you know, Mm -hmm. graduate from that macro counting place and finally take ownership over their intake. And, and so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's massively important because I, and it's funny too, because I I'll have clients who are like a thousand percent. All right, I'm going to reverse diet and then I'm done. Like I'm not going to track. And I have those who are like, no, dude, like I love macros. Like I want to track them forever. And I just had this big conversation with one of my girls and she was like, no, I genuinely, she was like coming into it. I was like, I didn't know what I would think. She's like, I've literally never weighed a morsel in my life. She's like, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. And she was like, I thought that I was going to be that person who wanted to go intuitive. And she ended up, she's still tracking. She's loving it. And I had somebody mm-hmm. else on the opposite spectrum who was like, no, like I, I'm, I'm going to track forever. And she's now intuitive, which is funny because mm-hmm. like people change when they've started tracking. Yeah. But I think that the, the importance of being able to go from a place of tracking, right? So you track, you restore your metabolism, you have all of those amazing lessons. It really gives you, I mean, honestly gives you such a good idea of like what's going into your body, like different kinds of things, eating out what you're actually eating and stuff like that. But what's, what's cool about that is it's okay. Your metabolism's not going to be, you know, once we, once you go into this place where you are intuitive eating after your reverse diet, your metabolism is going to be thriving. Like you're going to be feeling great. And I think that the way that I kind of coach my clients into it is really helping them. And sometimes I'd like to do it if I'm still working with them at the time saying like, Hey, this week, you're not going to track anything. Here's what you're going to do. And they kind of just like gradually start to do it, making sure we're working through the mental aspect of it. Because I think sometimes it's intimidating for people there's to, a mental aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, because I work so much with mentality of getting people out of that cycle, right. From restriction, binge eating, food, guilt, et cetera, into a place where they're feeling amazing around food. They can have the piece of pizza. They can have whatever it may be. One of my girls literally just messaged me, Hey Caitlin, I just had a Reese's plan into my macros, literally didn't even want it. And she was like, that is the most freeing feeling in the world to have planned it in there and be like, nah, I don't really want it. And just delete, delete it. And she was yeah. like, I didn't want it. Um, And she didn't feel like she had a binge. And so it's a mentality of going from the restriction, the the fear of food, categorizing food as good food and bad food to having that food freedom and tracking macros to not tracking macros, maintaining that food freedom and not feeling like you need to slip back into restriction. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of mentality work. It's a lot of just consistent pushing yourself, showing yourself that you're strong. And once you're into that place where you're feeling great and you're, you're eating the food that you love and you're intuitive or not intuitive if you don't want to be, if you want to continue tracking, it's, it's such a great feeling. 
I love that. And truthfully, the crazy thing is throughout my macro journey, my nutrition journey, I have learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about, you know, what I'm capable of. And so truthfully, guys, if you feel like you're in a stagnant place, I so believe that getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that you're a little nervous about doing mm-hmm. is going to improve you one way or the other, right? And it's going to teach you something. It, you're going to learn about yourself. You're going to be able to push through something you originally thought like, oh my God, I could never do that. I could never track. I could never learn about that type of stuff, you know? And it kind of allows you to break down some mental barriers and do something for you, which I think- yep is huge. There's a lot of freedom in this. And maybe you get to a point where you decide to pivot away and do intuitive and maybe you don't. And you know, who knows what that journey could hold. So Caitlin, people that are listening right now, maybe they're like, okay, so I don't know anything about macros, uh, but I want to, or I want to figure out if I should do a reverse diet. I don't even know how to figure that out. Where can they go? What resources do you have? Literally the best question. So I have my macro and metabolism calculator that will literally tell them with my nerdy scientific methods. So proven science guys, but it will help you basically pinpoint exactly where your metabolism sits. So taking into account what I like to call human factor, you as an individual, very customized to you, helps you pinpoint exactly where your metabolism is. If you're eating 1200 calories, we'll help you figure out where that is but it also tells you where your metabolism needs to be. So it kind of gives you that idea of, okay, so yes, I do need to reverse diet or no, I'm good to go. And then it will actually give you custom starting macros based on that. So it's nice to be able to, because I think for a lot of people, they don't know if they need to reverse diet. They don't know where their metabolism actually sits. Mm -hmm. And so they stay in that place of like, I have absolutely no clue what I'm supposed to do. Or they go to like my fitness pal and like those online macro calculators. Guys, do not. This is like a whole different topic that I can go yeah, on. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. Never, ever, ever <laughs> use any kind of automated macro calculator. Don't do it, period. Not right. It's not right. And that's, it's the, that's so bad. Thing. How many times people have asked me, you know, like while I was prepping, well, what are your macros? Because I want to do the uh, macros that you do because I want to look like you. False, wrong. Don't do it. Don't get do sucked not into it. Do don't, it. Even, don't even ask for context because yeah. my macros are completely irrelevant to what yours should be. So like I said, this is just, uh, I'm going to throw this out there just for, you know, a, proving a point. I just told you guys that the highest carb count I got to was about 350. Okay. I know. A friend of mine, she is a bikini competitor. She's in her off season right now, having over a thousand grams of carbs, um, yeah. which is unreal. First off, second off though, what if she was somebody that looked and was just like, uh, oh, Annie says that's the highest. So I guess I should probably go a little bit lower than that. Cause you know, no, all of mm-hmm. our bodies are so different. I also have yeah. friends there that are at 200 grams of carbs and they're freaking stoked about that. Right. And so again, mm-hmm. like you don't know what my body is different than your body. You, yep. so like, it's so important. And I love that Caitlin has this resource because it's so important to find what works for you, what your body is telling you, what is right for your body and actually like have a resource. That's not just what's your weight. What's your height. Yeah. Enter. You do like, not. Yeah. You don't want to be just sitting there and plugging in your height, weight, age, and activity factor. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's why I'm like so passionate about this macro metabolism calculator is because it, it gives people 
the clarity that they know exactly what they're doing and using those scientific proven methods that works. So guys, if you're wondering where this is at, we're going to put the link in the show notes. So go click on the show notes and also DM Caitlin. She can send you that link straight over. Just let her know you came from the podcast. So Caitlin, where can people find you with that being said? Yeah, you can find me all over the place. No, just kidding. So if you go to my Instagram is at cschmidt.fit, but if you want to creep, actually, this is another place where the macro calculator link is. If you want to go creep on my website, what I'm all about, a little bit more about my story, you can actually type in my Instagram handle at cschmidtfit into your web browser. And that's also my website. So you can go creep on me there. You can go to Instagram or if you're a podcast listener, which... I'm assuming if you're listening to this, then yes, you are. You can just go to Macros and Motivation, Beautiful Peach Podcast, and that is me. Yay. Okay. I love that. Now, the last two questions I always ask every single guest that is a part of this show. Okay. What is your most embarrassing memory? Your most embarrassing moment. I know we were talking about this, guys. Caitlin was like, "Uh, I'm a really awkward person, so I have a lot of Like every day? (laughs) I I like to show people that- we're all human. You guys might go to Caitlin's Instagram and be like, oh my God, like she looks just so great or she's got it put together. She's a coach. She's so smart. She's this and that, but like y'all, we all have embarrassing moments. So mm-hmm. Caitlin's gonna bestow upon us yes, a great moment. <laughs> so actually something funny though, is I literally created a, a highlight. Is that what it's called? Or yeah. a, in, in our bio, literally labeled clumsy Caitlin because uh, I run into everything. I fall into everything. Like I've been walking and just like falling in the water. So the, so I have two of these. So these are actually really funny. So this is probably, I wish I could say this is like 10 years ago, but this is probably like a year ago or two years ago. When did Pokemon Go come out? Oh my God. More than 10 years ago. More than that. Oh, wait. what? Pokemon like a Go. phone game? Like, like two years ago, you know how it came out on your phone. You can go like catch the Pokemon. Oh my, I wasn't into that. And he has no idea. Ah! Oh my God. This is terrible. I thought you meant so, like Pokemon cards. Okay. Okay, so there's this like phone game where you go around and you catch Pokemon. Number one, LOL to that because it's hysterical <laughs> that I was playing that. So number one there, I downloaded it, got addicted, and I was like, I feel like a child right now, but I'm very much enjoying this. But number two, the actual story that goes along with that is I'm walking along, like playing my little phone game, like looking at my phone, and I step into wet cement. <gasps> and no joke, the whole entire, like I was not paying attention. I was literally in a, I don't know why I got in. It was like all blocked off except for, I guess, where they're like going in and out. I had managed to literally walk through. I'm in a construction site and I walked into cement and everybody around me is laughing hysterically. I had literally no idea, Annie. And this sweet lady walked up and she was like obviously laughing and then I burst out laughing because how can you not? But I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, did I mess up everything? And she's like, no, you're good. And she had like washed my foot off and like walked me back out of the little construction site. Oh my goodness. Did it ruin your shoes? (laughs) I was wearing flip-flops. So actually it wasn't, it was like still wet. So she washed it all off and it was great. They were, they were fine. Like they (laughs) re-cemented the ground or whatever they do. It was great. Caitlin forever leaving her footprint everywhere she goes. (laughs) Literally and figuratively. Honestly. Yes. I also feel like with quarantine, I, this is, I have another second one for you. I know you don't want to, but I'm going to give them to you. So I, I feel like with quarantine, I've just been like sitting here, like talking to my sweet puppy Trisket and like nobody else all day, every day. And so I was like out walking yesterday and somebody made a joke to me and I tried to be funny and respond back. And I kind of just like mumbled something. And I was like, uh, what? And I like, didn't know what I was trying to say. So my boyfriend Colton like 
said something and it was funny and it was fine. But he was like, Caitlin, you literally forgot how to talk to people. I was like, no, I swear I didn't. It's good. I just, no, no, an awkward nutshell. <laughs> okay. And then the very last thing, give us a hard no and a hell yes. So this can be totally separate from macros and nutrition. This can just be life, just something that you feel in your heart right now of a hard no, like do not do this or, and then a hell yes of heck yeah, freaking do this today right now. Okay. I feel like that one's going to be easy because they are both actually so hard no is number one hard no don't do keto hard, hard amen hard no. freaking amen do, say it twice do say not it do it people in the back in the back grab a microphone shout it out hard no to keto never ever do that but a hard yes so two of them one nutrition related reverse diet it will literally change your life mm-hmm. hard yes to that second one go skydiving because it is the most fun thing you will ever do in your entire life. Oh my God. I need to go. I need to I will go that. with you, Annie. Oh, that could be our next adventure. Yes. Uh, we were talking about it. So we'll do oh it. My God. I'm down. I'm freaking down. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I hope there's some message here that benefits you and your journey and your journey to self-love. And so go find Caitlin, go hype her up, tag us on Instagram. Let us know your favorite takeaway of this. I always love hearing from you guys. And other than that, have a great kick-ass day. Yes. uh, And thanks for having me, Annie. Of course. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.